0: When I think about trauma, two things come to mind. Firstly, the majority of traumatic episodes in my life didn't necessarily feel that way at the time. And secondly, trauma is personal. What causes trauma for me may not for you, and vice versa. I grew up in Greenock, until I was around eight years old, I remember a fairly happy childhood. My dad worked away from home a lot, and my mum provided my younger brother, sister and I were warm loving home environment. I was settled in school, had a group of friends and when my dad was at home he did dad things with me, teaching me to ride my bike, to swim and taking me to football. Certainly wasn't a fairy tale but I don't remember any fear. Round about this time things began to change. My dad had an industrial accident which meant he couldn't work for almost a year. My parents bought their first house, moving areas, and I started a new school. My dad's drinking changed, and so did he. He was often angry and bitter, and he could become violent with little provocation. At time, it felt like I bore the brunt of that. Moving schools really unsettled me too. I began to feel as if I didn't fit in at home or at school. It felt like something was missing in my life, and I began to look for something to fill that hole. I was constantly running away and began to get into trouble with the police. I can see now that I was living in a state of fear and desperately seeking approval, but at the time could never articulate that nor would I have been encouraged to. Emotional honesty wasn't on the agenda. If I cried, I was asked if I wanted something to cry for, and if I was angry, I was immediately shut down, but often violently. I normalized this and learned to suppress my feelings as best I could. When I was around 13 I had my first drink and immediately I thought I'd found that missing something. And a year later I began experimenting with other drugs. My risk taking behaviour intensified. I was seldom at school and often in trouble. My parents split up and from a fairly comfortable existence my mother, brother, sister and I were living in poverty in a one bedroom flat with little financial support from my father. I remember being 15 years old and having to sew the soles of my trainers back on repeatedly as we couldn't afford replacements. My way of dealing with this was to become further embroiled in drugs and crime, and I found a group of peers who helped facilitate that, as I did for them. At 18 I served my first prison sentence. I was absolutely terrified, but used the skills I'd learned to this point to ensure no one knew that. For the next 21 years this was my life, I spent more time in prison than out, I was involved in prison unrest, spent time in segregation, witnessed and participated in violence, saw people kill themselves and took drugs to cope. Outside of prison I lost friends to overdose, to murder and to life imprisonment, and again took drugs to cope. Drugs weren't my problem, they were my solution. In 2010, I ended up homeless in the streets of Glasgow, where I would spend the next four years with brief periods in prison, which by this time was probably keeping me alive. I lived like an animal, from moment to moment, and placed no value on my humanity. I didn't wash, change clothes or eat properly, I could go days without speaking to another human being, and I refused to engage with services or the Department of Work and Pensions. My life revolved around taking drugs and begging in the street to fund that, By the end I hadn't spoken to my family in almost 20 years. In 2013, whilst in prison for the last time, I finally asked for help and met a wonderful woman who became my care manager and whom these days I'm fortunate enough to call a friend. She managed to get me a place in a residential rehab upon my release. I stayed there for six months with no idea what I was doing, no idea what abstinence or recovery were, just a knowledge that I didn't want my life to be how it was before. I was introduced to a 12-step fellowship, and the first time in a long time, I developed hope. After leaving, I gained my own tenancy, and over the next two years, built a life. I was employed as a support worker, I had a girlfriend, and I finally had my family back in my life. What I didn't do was deal with my trauma, and slowly but surely I lost everything, leading to a nine-month relapse. By the end, I was completely broken and contemplating suicide. Instead, I reached out to a friend working in a 12-step rehab who arranged an assessment within days. I spent the next year there, working through the 12 steps, attending fellowship daily, having group and one-to-one therapy, and learning how to try and live a spiritual life. Perhaps the biggest lesson I learned which helped me to make peace with my past was that my father was probably passing on generational trauma. I left in June 2018 with no clear plan for the future other than to stay clean. Two weeks after leaving, I agreed to audition for a small part in a play staged by a theatre company run for and by those affected by addiction. That evening they called and offered me the lead role. I had absolutely no idea of the work involved, so I said yes. The next six weeks were some of the most intense but enjoyable in my life. I spoke to someone I'd grown to trust who encouraged me to pursue acting if I was passionate about it, and I enrolled in an HND acting and performance course, which I completed in June 2020. I'm now a third year performance student at the University of West of Scotland. Yesterday I was fortunate enough to be presented with a 2020 SQA Academic Achievement Award by Glasgow Kelvin. I've appeared in 10 stage productions, 14 short films and two music videos, and I've been paid to act professionally. I also discovered that acting is tremendously therapeutic, helping me to process and understand my own emotions in ways I never learned as a child. I still attend 12-step fellowship, and I have an amazing life. I work in schools mentoring children, attend university, have fantastic relationships with my family, and I'm set to marry the love of my life. As long as I keep dealing with life in life's terms, I'm sure that will continue.